Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Let me say, uh, Pastor Julie and Pastor Sharon, thank you for opening your doors, uh, for this opportunity to be here with CityGate. I love CityGate Church. It's been four years since I was here. I can't believe it, four years since I was here. And uh, it's been, um, those four years have been an adventure and some of my health challenges, but I'm strong and uh, I'm going to 120. Amen? Amen? Amen. All right. Yeah, that's, that's the way it is, okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm speaking it. I'm speaking it. It's going to happen, all right? It's going to happen. You all are going to, well, I don't know, some of you may be gone by the time I hit 120, but... Uh, I'm going, so if you want to go with me, come along for the ride, amen. Uh, y'all are having a prayer meeting tonight, and uh, you know I've got a message. Trust me, i got a message, all right? I believe it's right on time, as a matter of fact. I didn't say anything to Pastor Julian last night while we were driving from the airport, but I believe what I've been listening to this morning, I believe the message is right on time. But I want to talk to you about this prayer meeting that you're having tonight, about the importance of this prayer. You know, in Acts chapter 12... Peter was in prison. Peter was in prison, and he didn't know what was going to happen. And the angel of the Lord shows up. Now, get this. you got to build a picture in your mind. you got to use your mind, folks, okay, for good things. Not bad things, but for good things, all right? He's locked up away. Angel of the Lord shows up, gets his clothes on. They walk out. A gate opens by itself. Come on. Come on. It opens by itself. And they leave. They walk out. So he goes to Mary's house, and he goes over there, and they're praying. They've been praying. You're going to get together, and you're going to be praying. You're going to be praying. Turn to somebody and say, you're going to be praying. He goes to their house while they're still praying for him. Hello? They're still praying for him. All of a sudden, at the door, Rhoda comes to the door. Who is it? Peter. Rhoda. Ah, it's Peter. It's Peter. She doesn't even open the door. She doesn't let him in. She goes back, and she's telling all the other people in the house, hey, it's Peter at the door. And they're like, you fool. Why didn't you let him in the house, right? All I want to tell you about that is this. Even before they said amen to their prayer. Come on. Even before they said amen to their prayer, the answer to their prayer was already headed their way. Now, one of my last trips here, I spoke on acceleration. The acceleration of God's plan in your life. And I mentioned that is a point of acceleration. When the answer to your prayer is already coming, and so when you get together tonight, and not just tonight, anytime you're praying, you can take that out of the book of Acts, and you can say to yourself, my answer is already on the way, even before I say amen. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Well, okay, I've just taken up half my time. Okay, all right. But it was on time. You needed that. 
You need to come to the prayer meeting. You need to be a part of it. Because City Gate, I'm talking to you this morning. I'm talking to you. You're talking to me? I'm talking to you, all right? God has a huge plan in front of you. Maybe you can't see it all right now, but God's got something amazing on the forefront of your future. Today, I want to talk to you about building, building the kingdom of God. You know, when you open up the Bible to the book of Genesis, right from the get-go, what do we see? We see God beginning to build something. You say build. Turn to the person next to you and say build. God is beginning to build something. He's beginning to build his kingdom. You say, Pastor Patrick, well, you know, it's sun, it's moon, it's stars, it's animal, it's grass. That's his kingdom. He's beginning the process of building his kingdom. And when it's all done, when he says, okay, I've done it as far as I'm going to do it, hey, guess what? Now I want you to continue building my kingdom. All of us in this room today, all of you have a role to play in building the kingdom of God. And when he is done and he says, I'm going to rest, you know what he said? It's good. It's good. I want you to tell the person next to you, when God builds something, it's good. Come on, say good. It's good. Building something new is exciting It can be good, it can be amazing, it can be a thrill ride in your life. And God gives us some insight into this, though. In the book of Matthew, chapter 7 and verse 24, he says, those who hear his words, those who hear his words and do them are wise builders. Oh, that looks great right there. I love that. All right, that's great. Love it. Those who hear his words and do them are wise builders. Not just builders. Wise builders. Now, this is a really, to me, a really powerful verse of Scripture. Simple, but powerful. Because it tells us something very important. You can't just hear the word of God. We must hear the word of God, but then we must apply it and act upon it in our lives, in our church. Now, in architecture, when I first started my education in university, I wanted to be an architect. And so architects, when they are building something, they build on foundations. And the foundations are literally built on rock, is what they're built on. They take this and they build on rock, especially in the ancient times. It wasn't this mixture of cement and water and what we call concrete today, but it was literally rocks. Rocks became the foundation of the buildings that were being built. And so without that rock foundation... Whatever they were trying to build would what? It would fall. It would uh, crumble. It It wouldn't be able to stand the way they wanted it to stand. 
God needs you, church, to stand, be strong and courageous in the face of the future that God is calling you into. And so I want to say, as, as important as rocks are to the foundation of a house, what we find out in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, is that God's word is even more important to the foundation of our lives and to the foundation of our church. But this can't be just hearing some words. Like today, you're sitting here, you're listening to my voice, and what you're hearing is you're hearing words. The big difference is, are you understanding what I'm hearing, or what I'm saying, excuse me. See, this word, when it says, those who hear my word, it's not just about, I had some words come into my which means what? It means literally, do I know what that word means and do I know how to apply that word and make that word work in my life? Now, I'm sharing this and I'll tell you why. Because I believe God wants to confirm for all of you in this room today that he is building a great church here at City Gates. I'm going to preach to you, Pastor Julian, okay? All right? Every amen, every whistle, you know. He's building something great at City Gate Church, Pastor Julian. Man, my kids get more excited than you do. Unbelievable. Why are you coming to church? Take up space? Sit in a chair? Hear something nice? So you can go out and have a nice Sunday afternoon? That's not why we come to church. We come to church to get our lives changed so that we can continue building something amazing that will change not only my life, but the life of my spouse, the life of my children, the life of my house, the life of my education, whatever it is. And so as I was praying and leading up to coming here today, God kept talking to me, city gate is building, city gate is building, city gate is building, 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 building. And when you're building something, it should be an amazing time of excitement and joy. And you can't hold me back because I'm getting in on that deal. Oh my God, I don't know if I'll preach this good at the next session, okay? But maybe, so you might want to come back to the next one and get a double dose, okay? So the building materials are critical. However, however, sometimes before you can build something, something else must be demolished. I know, oh boy, the... The wind just went out of the sails right there. Wait a minute. You were getting me so pumped up. All right. Well, let me give you an example. My wife and I were just recently on vacation, and we were in San Diego, California, my hometown. And we were on the beach walking down the street, and there's just all these houses lined up along the beach, right? Well, in some of those places, they are tearing down, listen to me, some fine houses that were there years ago, beach view, 
ocean view, come on, nice, but it's getting old. (laughs) Some of it's rotten. So they're beginning to tear it down, and then what are they doing? They begin to rebuild something. They're taking down the older houses to build up newer houses. Now, on those, now, I see this all the time also in commercial buildings, things like this taking place. And when you're on these building sites, one of the things they do is that they require you to wear a hard hat, just like this. How many of you recognize that? You've seen hard hats, right? Hard hats, all right? Hard hats are interesting if you think about it, right? When you go on a building site, they don't give you elbow pads, They don't give you knee pads. They don't give you arm pads. Hello. They don't give you leg pads. But they will make you wear a hard hat. They call it a hard hat zone is what they call it. Now, why? The big question is why do they do that? Well, because protection is important at all costs on that building site. Because if something falls... If it falls and it hits your head, your whole life will change. Listen, I've broken a shoulder before. I've broken a wrist before. Listen to me. I've broken an ankle. Okay, you listen to me. It mended. But many times when somebody gets damaged in the head, when their head gets damaged, it's like their whole life changes. I mean, they can't think straight anymore. Sometimes they can't even walk right anymore. Are you hearing me this morning? And so if you damage your brain, it will affect almost everything else in your life. And when it comes to the church, the church needs a hard hat. Because we can't allow the world out there to dictate and tell us what we should be thinking, what we should be doing. Come on, we got to protect. We got to have a hard hat, all right? So if you're going to build something, guess what? It starts in your mind with your thoughts. The direction of your life, listen to me, the direction of your life will always be guided by what you're thinking. First and foremost, every time, your life is directed by what you're thinking. Show me your thought life, and I'll show you the life you're building, the life you're living. So let's just talk for just a little bit about this principle of building. Before building, before builders can do anything at all, they must first have a relationship with an architect, with an architect. And they must have an architect that they trust is giving them the design, hello, that they desire to have in their life. If he doesn't have a relationship with the architect, guess what? There's nothing to build. Every building that has ever been built wasn't first built with hammer and nails, my friends. It was built with pencil by an architect who had a vision, had a design, And so he put it down on paper so that a builder could come behind him and begin building this beautiful, amazing design that he has created. Think about this as it comes to the kingdom of God. 
God is the great architect. Jesus came to support that architectural firm. There's a plan, a perfect plan for your life. There is a perfect plan that has been developed by a perfect architect. But we must have trust in that architect that he has put together a plan that is worthy to be built and will stand throughout every wind and every storm in life. It ended up on paper because it first started in his mind. Which leads me to this. You can't build a life. Hear me now. Write this down. Remember it. You can't build a life that's inconsistent with the way you think or what you believe. You cannot build a life that's inconsistent with the way you think or what you believe. Let me put it to you this way. You can't build faith in your heart if you're dwelling on doubt. You can't build confidence if you're obsessed with your insecurities. You can't build life if you're constantly thinking about death. You can't build joy if you're hanging around with negative people all the time. You know, everything you say, oh, but, (laughs) oh, but, oh, but, I got a but for you, all right? See, Proverbs chapter 23, 7 says, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So is he. How? How he thinks in his heart. Your thinking must line up with what you desire to build. So I want to ask you this question today. What have you been thinking about? What have you been thinking about? Uh, Let me rephrase it this way. Do you even think about what you're thinking about? Whoa, that's even clearer. You see, many people, they just allow any thought that comes along. Somebody says something, oh, yeah. Google said it, oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, Google's got an answer for everything, and it's always right. Do you take inventory every day of your thought life? You see, there's, a, there's an organization called the National Science Foundation in America. This is what they've determined is that we have 12 to 60,000 thoughts per day. 12, excuse me, 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. We may not recognize them all, right, clearly, but that's how many thoughts are processing through our mind. Are you getting this today? Your mind, you need a hard hat, okay? 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day, guess what? 80% of them are negative. 80% of them are negative. And 95% of the 80% are repetitious. Constantly bombarding you. Constantly bombarding you. I know I'm going to lose my job. Oh, I know that girl doesn't like me. Thank God Rhonda liked me, okay? I know that person over there. I see them talking. They're talking about me. I know they're talking about me. I'll never have a great relationship. I can never afford a house like that. I can't afford a new car. I can't get this repaired. I can't build that. I can't do this. (laughs) All you're doing is allowing these negative thoughts, these repetitive negative thoughts, to be the ones that are building and driving your future. We've got to end that. 
We got to end that if we're going to build the kingdom. Romans chapter 12 says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, your reasonable service. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Oh my gosh, the renewing of your mind. We must protect our minds, our hard hats. Don't be conformed to the patterns, the ideologies, the systems, the algorithms of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. A life of faith, let me tell you this though, a life of faith isn't just about what you're building. It's also about what you're demolishing. Sure, God's concerned about what you're building. He wants you to build great things for him, all right? But in order to do that, he's also concerned about what are you demolishing in your life? When I look at the Bible and I read about Jesus from the moment he stepped foot on planet Earth, you know what? He wasn't just building, but he was also a demolisher. Oh, yeah, he was demolishing sin. He was demolishing sickness and disease. He was demolishing religion. Come on. He was demolishing the systems of the world. Yes, he was a carpenter. Yes, he was a builder. But he was also someone who wasn't afraid to demolish what needed to be demolished. The truth is, there's some things God can't build in your life until you demolish something else. Let me show you what I'm talking about. I bought a couple of images with me today. First image is this beautiful set of buildings here in Dallas, Texas, where I'm from. This is a $2.5 billion project that they want to build. Offices, restaurants, uh, I don't know, parks, all of this stuff, right? $2.5 billion they're going to spend on this. Isn't this a beautiful design? The architect has put it together. It's ready to go. Let's build it. Yeah! But there was something standing in its way, which was this right here. In Dallas, we call this the Leaning Tower of Dallas. This had to come down before something new could be built. I don't think you got it. This had to come down before the new could be built. So what did they do? They tried something like this. I have a little short video I want you to watch. They tried this right here. So that's what they did. They had an implosion of the building. Now go back to the leaning tower for me, if you will, okay? After the implosion, that's what was left standing. <laughs> the implosion failed. The dynamite was placed strategically all around the building. They imploded it. Most of the building went down, except left. Why? Because that leaning tower right there represents an elevator shaft 
made of concrete and steel that they had not placed dynamite strategically. Let me go over here. They had not done the strategic thing that was needed, get ready, to implode the core, the core that was in the center of that building. That talks to me about the church today. Talks to me about individuals in the church today. We come in and we have an implosion in our life. We have a we have an encounter with Jesus. It's the implosion of all implosions. But in our core, in our core, there's some things that are trying to hold on to us. Some things that, man, I don't know about my marriage. I, I don't know about my business. You know, we've got these doubts and fears and insecurities and, and all of these things that somehow didn't get imploded with just coming into a relationship with Jesus. And we carry them in our lives. The world would have you believe that Churches are a problem for society. They would have you believe that the bigger you get, that there's something wrong. Oh, there must be something going on behind the scenes, and they want to come after you now. And if we allow our thought processes, if we don't wear our hard hat, we'll buy in to the lie that society doesn't want us to build more, doesn't want us to grow better or bigger, doesn't want you to prosper in your life, in your mind, in your body, in your finances, in your businesses. Lie after lie after lie after lie. And it hits us day in and day out and day in and day out. Repetition, repetition, repetition. But I'm here to tell you today, you put on your hard hat and you build on the rock and you face things like Jesus did. Because how do you build on the rock? The same way Jesus did. He used the word. He used the word. Come on, he used the word. When the enemy came against him and told him something, he said, it is written. And then the enemy came back and said, well, okay, that didn't work. Let me try again. And, and Jesus must have been thinking, you stupid fool. It didn't work the first time. Okay, give it your best shot. So he tries again. He said, no, it is written. <clears throat> Let me tell you something about your life. Let me tell you about your salvation. Let me tell you about the health in your body. Let me tell you about clarity in your thinking. Let me tell you about finances in your bank account. It is written. It is written. How do we build? On the word. On the word of God is how we build. 
God is saying clearly to me, he gave me this. He said, if you want to build what I need to build in your life, if you want me to build what I need to build in your life, you must address the strongholds that are causing some structures in your life to continue standing in the way of what you want to build. Isaiah chapter 54, one of my favorite portions of Scripture, verses 1 through 3. I'm not going to take the time to read it myself. It's on the screen. But we know here a barren woman has no children. She's barren. She is unable to give birth to a child. Are you listening to me? She is going through doubt. She is in fear. She's in sadness. You just have to put yourself in her shoes, and you can only imagine what she's thinking in her mind day in and day out. I want a baby, but I'm never going to have a baby. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. I couldn't have asked for better timing. Somebody just pinched that child right when I said that. Can you bring that child back for the next service, please? Are you guys learning anything today? It is written. And that stupid fool, the enemy. Well, I'm going to give it a third try. <laughs> you know what they say, three strikes and you're out, baby. Oh, oh my God. Three strikes and you're out. He goes again. And Jesus is sitting there saying, my God, devil. You have got to be the stupidest guy in all creation. What are you thinking? No, no, Jesus, let me tell you. I'm going to do that. No, 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 no. Get out of here, you fool, because it is written. Angel of the Lord comes to this woman, says, you're going to have more babies than all the women have had. What? Come on. Are you kidding me? You're going to do it. What was he trying to do? He said, this is what you got to do. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Stretch your tent. Come on, build, build, build. Keep building more. Building, you need more space. You need more space. Build, build, build. Build. Keep building. Because they're coming, church. City Gate, they're coming. Look at this. They're coming. You've got to build. But we've got to put on the hard hat. And the hard hat she needed was this. To believe that something that looked impossible was possible through the power of God. Through the power of Almighty God. God is speaking about building something new. But in order to do this, if there's anything, any fear, any doubt, any question mark, Come on, we come in here, we look good, we put on good clothes, we look fine, we put on a smile. But God, come on, be honest with yourself. We all carry some baggage from time to time. And so today, if there's any doubt, any fear, anything that has been holding you back, this is the day I'm putting on my hard hat and I'm going to start speaking. It is written. Come on. It is written. By his stripes, I am healed. Hallelujah. By his death, he became poor that I might become rich. Hallelujah. He brings blessings into my life because it is written, I am blessed. I pray you're listening to me today. 
Because as you face the future ahead of you, as an individual, as a family, as a church, there is a season that is upon you that we must wear our hard hat. We cannot listen to the city government tell us how things are going to be. We can't listen to lenders tell us how it's going to be. We can't listen to what the bankers are trying to tell us. The doctor may have a lie that he's trying to tell you that's a lie because, hey, you're, God says you're healed. <laughs> says you're healed. Whatever it is, stand up today and say, look, I'm going to demolish this thing right now, right? I'm going to cast down evil imaginations. Hallelujah. And here's what I know. If you're demolishing evil imaginations... That tells me there can be some good imaginations. If there's evil ones, there can be good ones. And God says, I'm building. I'm building, I'm building, I'm building. How many of you are ready for God to do an amazing work in your life today? He, you're ready to take the building principles of God, put them to work in your life, and thank God he's a builder. Thank God we can build with him. But my God, there's some things, church, don't get me going because I'm going over to Germany tomorrow and I'm going to do a full week on kingdom building, kingdom building, kingdom building, kingdom building. We are here and we are called. I don't care what your role is. I don't care where you're at in life. We are all part of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. We are in his will right now. And I can't think of a better place to be this Sunday morning. And I'm thanking God that he got me on an airplane that got me here. I didn't get here for you men, okay? I didn't get to speak to you about run to win, but we will one day. Amen, all right? Come on, men. Stand up. Take control of your thoughts. Take control of your family. Be the leaders God's called you to be. Don't slip out when you give somebody your word. We all support one another. I just had a little tangent there on the men again. Sorry about that. Look, I got five boys and three girls. I know about men, okay? Sometimes they just need a... I've coached for years. They didn't get away with nothing. You're going to run, and you're going to run, and you're going to run. I don't want to run. No, you're going to run, okay? You're going to do what I say, all right? Today, God is speaking to you. And he's speaking a powerful word of a new season. A new season that's going to be better than the season you've already had. It doesn't say it was a bad season that you need to forget about. It just says a new season. And a new... The future is ahead of us, not behind us. Oh, my God, I'm so excited to be at CityGate today. What a church. What a family. Oh, what God is doing in your midst to look around here from the early days and see the power of God working in your lives. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Patrick, man, I got some things I need to demolish. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you've never stood up in your chair before. I don't care if you think, oh, I got my act together. You probably don't. Okay? I just want you to be honest before God today. Because this church, come on, get ready now. Listen, this church doesn't build towards the future without you. The stones, the stones, the rocks that God is using as the foundation of CityGate. This is your day 
to say we're taking this day as a point, a marker in time of where we're going with our future right now. So if you've got a doubt, you've got a fear, any question mark at all about what's holding you back, you got a thing you need to demolish, hey, man, don't get me started now. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Smoking, pornography, come on. Nobody talks to us about that. I'm not going to ask you to admit it in front of everybody, but do me a favor and be bold enough, men and women alike. Stand right now if there's some things you need to demolish right in your life, right where you're at. See? Boldness, boldness, boldness all over the room. There's a thought I need to demolish. There's a fear I need to demolish. Hey, you know what? There might even be a relationship that needs to be demolished in your life. There might even be a relationship that needs to be demolished. I didn't say go kill them. I just said sometimes you need to bring an end to certain relationships. Look at this room, Pastor. We're putting on our hard hats today. Come on, put on your hard hat right now. Come on, put on your hard hat right now. Lift up your hands towards heaven. Come on. All over this room right now. The power of God, Holy Spirit. I told you earlier, Holy Spirit, I couldn't do this on my own. But right now, in the name of Jesus, all over this room, it is written that as we are honest before you and we submit what is holding us back in our life, that we are taking the dynamite of your word and we are strategically putting it in the core of our life and we are declaring that that thing that is holding us back, that thing that has held me from seeing the fullness of what you're building in my life, we demolish it in the name of Jesus. Right this minute, it is demolished. Say demolished. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap this morning.